Welcome to episode 1005. It's Thursday, January 15th, and you're listening to The Geek at Geek News Central. This show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com and listeners like you. Pick up a day. Pick up a domain name for just $1.49 or get 30% off your next purchase at GoDaddy. All my GoDaddy specials can be found at geeknewcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Hey, folks, I got a great show lined up for you tonight. A little bit of a late start, just uh, things just crazy here, but uh, got a lot to share. Strap in. Here it comes. All right, people, I need a go no-go for the Geek News Central podcast. Digital archive recorders. We're go flight. Microphone. We're go flight. Video feed. Go. Web browser. Go. RSS data stream aggregator. Go flight. Interflux totism suppressor. All right. I'm confused. Host readiness check. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. The Geek News Central podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. Cue Todd in... Five. Bucky, Bucky, who's got the Bucky? Four. There is no cause for alarm. Three. Everybody hold on to something. Two. Just press the button. One. It's showtime. Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Geek News Central. Of course, I want to give a very warm welcome to all of the Ohana, all the longtime listeners and viewers of the show. Thanks for being here. And, of course, uh, I tell you, I've got a lot to share tonight. I'm excited about the show. Uh, and really, this is kind of a cranking it up show. That was a back in the saddle show, last show. This one is kind of like, okay, it's the new year. Let's get this baby uh, pumping. And that's what it's all about. So tonight, we're we're cranking it up as much as we can at uh, the hour of the day here in uh, in Honolulu. But for those of you that are brand new to the show, I want to welcome you to the Geek News Center podcast. And I want you to take just a minute and get it to basically load your browsers. If you're on your mobile phone, wherever you may be, I want you to load geeknewscentral.com. That's the site I want you to go to right now. And I want you to subscribe to the show. And it's easy. Right on the right-hand column of the website, you're going to see subscribe to podcasts. There's a link there for iTunes for iOS users, and there's a link there for RSS, uh, basically RSS feed. If you are an Android user and you already have a podcasting app, if you do not have a podcasting app already, all I want you to do is click on the more subscribe options, and it's going to load a page. It's going to tell you everything that you need to know to subscribe to the show right now. And uh, we recommend two different apps beyond pod for android podcast republic for android are two great apps once you get it subscribed you can go back click that rss feed in your mobile device and get get subscribed to the show we of course want you to get hooked up with our newsletter as well there's a link to the newsletter on the website and what happens is, is immediately following the show as soon as the show gets published I will basically send out a newsletter of all the links of everything that I've covered in the show today, along with some of the same things are exactly on the blog. So we definitely want you to uh, get connected to the newsletter. That way, you're going to have the, the audio file on your mobile device. You're going to have the email with the links to all the things I'm going to cover during the show. And it kind of serves as a reminder, too, that, hey, there's a new episode available. Uh, let's, uh, let's click the podcasting app and let's start listening to Todd here at Geek News Central. So that's how you do it, new listeners. Those of you who are existing, thanks for being here. Thanks for, again, being part of the Ohana. And uh, lots, lots going on. So we want you to definitely reach out via email if you so desire. Geeknews at gmail.com is a place to do that. Of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Geek News. You can find all the social stuff to basically follow me on the website at geeknewcentral.com. We got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we got Google Plus, we've got Dig. All the places where I hang out is uh, basically a click away uh, once you visit the website. But uh, of course, you can watch this show on the Tech Podcast channel, on the Roku, on the Boxy, on the Samsung Smart TV, and Google TV, soon to be Android TV. So definitely, you know, you can catch a Tech Podcast channel. You'll find me underneath the Tech News category. And you can kick back and watch on your lazy. Of course, you can you can fling me up if you you know, or put me on a Chromecast or whatever way you want to watch on your big screen television. That's a great way to do it. Or just take me with you to the gym and uh, listen to the audio show only. All right. Of course, tonight's show is sponsored in part by our our absolute great friends at GoDaddy.com. GoDaddy's been a sponsor here of this show nine 
plus years. We are going to be on the track to a 10-year anniversary with GoDaddy, and I'm really excited about uh, really reaching that milestone. I don't think there's any other podcast in the podcasting space that can say they've had the same sponsor for nine years. And, and why? It's because all of you continue to pick up the products and services that we provide promo codes to you on the show here. And uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of GoDaddy products and services. And I want you to get over to my GoDaddy page at geekingcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And you're going to find a deal there that really suits any need, whether it be a $49.com by using the promo code G, uh, Geek149. Again, get a new .com or transfer for just a buck forty nine. You can get 30% off by using the promo code GNC30. That's 30% off on new all new orders. Also, we've got some other stuff too. We've got a, a domain website builder, Microsoft Outlook email address for a buck a month with GNC Got. We've got WordPress hosting for a dollar a month with a free domain using Press 4. We have 50% off a new hosting plans with a free domain, 50 host 7. We got SSL certificates. You name it, we've got it. And we've got a code for you. And these codes are worth their weight in gold. You're going to save a lot of money. Become a customer of GoDaddy. Get hooked up. And if you're an existing customer and already used our codes, I definitely, I appreciate it so much on your ongoing support. But, uh, you know, I'm really pleased and, and GoDaddy's pretty pleased with the results of the uh, campaigns the last couple of months. And I really humbly say thank you so very much. Um, it definitely helps keep the lights on here, keeps my family fed. It's what it's all about. So definitely a big, a big shout out and a big thank you to the folks at GoDaddy.com. We want you to utilize the promo codes and basically save a lot of money. So again, geeknewcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy for all the savings you'll ever need at, at GoDaddy.com, where they have taken the jiggle out of their business model. And uh, that's great for the ladies. And I think there's going to be some good things coming uh, as we move forward throughout the year. All right. So just want to take just a second and remind all of you, you know, we're uh, the team has kind of recovered from Vegas. It's been a week, a week tomorrow since the show ended. And we're starting to get uh, content up on uh, TPN.TV. And, of course, you've seen content flooding into GeekingCentral.com as well. That will continue to ramp up and go for the next uh, couple of weeks for sure. But Jamie Davis has got the leader of the pack and we're going uh, right into a lot of content. Now, one thing that was kind of cool, he um, uh, interviewed uh, an Olympic Olympian uh, at uh, CES with the uh, Mazimo Mighty Sat Pulse Ox device. And basically, there's an oxygen meter. And he uh, was able to interview Adatsi Bosch, Olympic silver medalist. Um, absolutely a beautiful woman. Lots of energy. It's a great interview. And then it goes on to all these health-connected devices that Jamie was covering. You'll definitely want to check all that out again over at TPN.TV. Most of this will be cross-posted at geeknewcenter.com as we move forward. And our writers are going to be writing all that up, of course, as well. But we definitely want you to uh, get engaged with our uh, content. And I just want to say in initially, good job to the writing team. I mean, really, they really knocked it out of the ballpark uh, during CES. And they're now starting to put to the, the articles together for the video content that's being produced. And I'm really excited with uh, what this year holds from a number standpoint and maybe being able to uh, maybe break some records. Uh, from a, you know from a viewer standpoint on all the produced content, so uh, really I'm, I'm jazzed in, in in a big 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 way. Okay, so um, I don't know if I told you guys or not. I came home and we've got a guest in the house. We have an, a, Jap a Japanese exchange student from Hiroshima. Um, he is uh, visiting. He'll be here through about another week, and uh, um going to school with my son. He's part of an advanced crew that's basically coming here to check things out so that when their entire school comes from Hiroshima and spends a few days here in Honolulu, they'll kind of have a plan on what they're going to do, where they're going to go, what they're going to see. And uh, so he's fit in, I mean, perfectly here at uh, at the Cochran household. Um, he speaks a fair amount of English, um, actually speaks English excellent. His father uh, is an engineer at Mazda, and he had spent about three years, um, his father had, in Canton, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit at the Mazda plant there. And uh, our guest had been there for 
um, with his father and mother and father for three years and actually attended uh, U.S. public schools. So he was actually doing, you know, had gotten deep exposure with U.S. culture. So, again, you know, it's almost uh, he's almost absolutely fluent in English. And it's uh, it's a pleasure to talk to him. And and uh, it's so it's been fun. So anyway, that's what's going on. All the gear, I think. And I actually ought to check. Um, we had one package that was uh, still kind of outstanding. And uh, I don't know if it's arrived yet. It got redirected because it went to the wrong location let's see if that uh, that package actually derived but all the stuff here um in basically the stuff i had shipped to hawaii up it delivered today so let me look here bada bing bada boom so the last one uh got in so everything let me double check yeah everything's been delivered nothing was broke um this year just to give you a little idea what i did i had purchased um, shock sensors and they're basically um, they take and measure the amount of g impact force that goes against the boxes and uh, boy the folks from united you could tell slammed the boxes around and they were anywhere from uh, 25 to 50 g's of, of booming you know that basically they had been dropped from a height uh, sudden stops whereas all the fedex boxes um, none of them had been uh, even registered on the uh, G sensors having a sustained a hard shock or or a bang, and uh, so it was interesting a little bit of a exercise for me to be able to see where those boxes were from a you know how they were treated and by far United did the worst job um, of of basically loading the baggage whereas FedEx. Uh, did a good job handling. Now, I'm still waiting on the reports back from Michigan on how those boxes did, but everything that came to Hawaii was was really, really great. So I'm uh, pretty excited about, uh, you know, basically thing get, everything getting back in one piece. A studio is about 99%. I got to r- route some cables, but everything's up running. We got two uh, live streams going tonight. We got the YouTube stream going up. Everything's uh, running. We got recorders running. I'm real pleased. Easy peasy to put the studio back together and um, main thing is everything got back and nothing got uh, got lost. Um, I'm right now. It's a kind of an interesting time, and I'm going to get into the tech here in just a second. But um, when you get to the point of having done content for ten years, some things start to change. Not necessarily from, uh, uh, I guess, for a better word. I mean, yeah, it hasn't changed from doing a show perspective, but you start to people like, whoa, you've been in space 10 years and you, you, I don't know what to say. You don't necessarily become an elder statesman, but you, you put some time in. Right. And, uh, I've, I've got some very big meetings, uh, forthcoming. And, um, I think what that ultimately could result in is, is something very big and good for the show. So I'm uh, very excited about some things that are going to happen over the next couple of weeks and uh, definitely be, uh, you know, filling you in as I can. Um, I'm sure some of it will be some negotiation and stuff, but I'm really excited where we're potentially going to be going with the show. And uh, I keep you advised as much as I can, but uh, needless to say, I'm very excited about where we're going as we move forward into this year and, of course, into to our next uh five to 10 year run here as the show really gets into kind of this uh, battle rhythm of being, uh, and we already are at over a thousand episodes. You know, we're already kind of in that point, but also at the same time, the, in order to maintain the level and be able to maintain the, uh, the ongoing consistency with the show. Um, sometimes I'm travel, I'm not going to do the show. Sometimes uh, when there's a critical event that happens here, in the household, I'm not going to do the show. But um, I don't foresee this year having as many days off as I had last year because I probably took eight to ten, at least eight to ten shows off last year alone. And I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try to be very consistent. But I do have a couple things coming up. I've got a trip to California in the middle of February. I'm going to Chicago here uh, first week of February, uh, potentially a trip to the East Coast in March. So really a lot of stuff going on, and uh, but uh, I know you guys are going to be here with me. I'm excited with what the future holds. 
let's go ahead and let's get into the tech. And also, I have one last thing. The show 1000 prizes, it ran out of time. I got a couple of emails. I know Sam's been taking some emails. I plan on processing all of that tomorrow. So all the 1000, show 1000 prizes, I plan on getting ordered, getting mailed out. So all of you that have been kind of waiting uh, for that stuff, and I, you know, I apologize I didn't get out to you before New Year's. Um, that is all going to be processed and hopefully out the door and, and ordered for delivery tomorrow. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and uh, hopefully I get it all done. Um, and I think that's where we're at. And, and on the last show, I, I, you know, I really screwed up uh, on the last show in a big, big way. Um, I had promised to basically do a couple of inductions to the show. And, and I want um, to basically uh, do that right now. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys um, that have uh, really contributed to the show and really made my life a lot easier. Um, really, even, you know, a, a, one individual over the past five years, another individual this year that sacrificed a, a great, great deal. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to induct Jack Ellis, Jack Ellis, TriCaster Jack into... Are, are basically he's going to be in part of our warrior council. And uh, I'm really excited to have Jack as, as part of our, uh, you know, warrior council. Jack's going to get a club. And matter of fact, uh, we've got uh, some club, club imprinting that has to be done. So we're going to be getting that, uh, that done as well. Um, but I tell you, in, at the show, um, we had another individual that came for the first time to really support the team. And uh, he's been a longtime uh, listener of the show. I'm excited to be able to um, really um, kind of bestow a, a cool honor to uh, a Ohana member here. And, you know, and what it really boils down to is these guys took time out of their schedules. They, um, they've come and, and supported um, in a big, big way. And, and, and I can't really describe to you guys, um, the amount of support that I appreciate from them. So at the same time tonight, as we've inducted Jack Ellis into the warrior console, we're going to induct Michael Dare as well. And, uh, so that's, you know, that makes four and, uh, basically two guys that have contributed all, you know, a lot of support to the show that necessarily, and it's, you know, Jack flew himself out uh, and, and Michael drove in from California. So it's a, in my humble opinion, they're well-deserving of uh, joining the Warrior Council. So Jack and Michael, congratulations. And uh, you guys are going to get your clubs. I need to know if you want them engraved or not. Sam uh, from Albuquerque, part of our Ohana, who's also part of the Warriors Council. He came up with a cool design. Uh, for the club. So if you want that uh, etched into yours, let me know. And uh, you two guys will be part of this exclusive club, which of their only four at this point. And again, con congratulations. Okay, so um, I do want to thank all the insiders at the end of the show, but uh, uh, I do appreciate the ongoing financial support of, of the podcast at geeknesscentral.com forward slash insider. Okay, so what I want to do... Let me look here as we're going to, I'm going to kind of reset some screens and uh, get ready to get into the stack. You know, for a long time, you know, there's, we've all been using Google Maps, right? We've all probably uh, used it to uh, find our way around. I use it quite a bit, but on Android now, it's going to be possible for you to share directions with Google Maps, and and I really didn't think about this very much, but I guess that has not been totally possible before. So you've always been able to share a specific location or even your own uh, your own location on Google Maps, but as of version nine point three of the app, you can now share point to point directions, just like the good old days. Now this is a, a you know a holdover from some other map services that were out there. So the, the process is extremely simple, and most folks with smartphones um, just be able to do a little pull down and basically click share, and you, and you send it to the person, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. You can send by SMS, 
the Gmail, Evernote. Uh, there's a variety of ways to send the maps. So I think this is pretty exciting for um, because oftentimes um, I know that <laughs> someone will say, can you send me directions? And uh, yeah, I can send you directions and I send them an address. And so now I'll really be able to send them directions. Um, it'll be a point by point by point by point. I hope something they can click and actually just load in their device and have them uh, directed where they need to go. So a very, very cool and nice development. I don't know why this wasn't in a feature before, but uh, it is now. Now, I spent a lot of time in my car. Driving the kids to school, picking them up, uh, running around the town, it's a little bit sickening. And, you know, I, my wife and I have talked about it. We've talked about it on this show here where we consider maybe one time getting closer to town. You know, we put solar on the roof, which is going great, by the way. Got my first bill. Uh, my first bill was $136. It wasn't a full month, but uh, – basically the payment I'm making right now on the part that I financed was 270. So it was about equal what my normal electricity bill would be, but I'm really excited to see what a full 30 days on the, uh, on the panels will be. And hopefully the bill will come out to be $16, which is our minimum hookup fee. And then uh, we'll start uh, really being able to um, experience the goodness of uh, basically being on solar. But I, I digress here on the topic I was going to get into was that, they say that so many of us are spending so much time in our cars that if you move closer to your job or reduce your commute completely, it's the equivalent of like a $40,000 raise. Now, let's all think about forty grand. All right, that's a lot of money a year, okay, extra money. So let's say you're making um, – Okay, let's let's use the number. Let's say you're making fifty thousand a year, or let's and 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 your boss tells you, "I'm gonna give you a raise of forty thousand dollars." Now, if you're making fifty and you're now gonna be making ninety, you're gonna be like dancing the jig, right? You're gonna be celebrating. You're gonna be hooping it up. You're gonna be yes, yes, yes. You know, you're gonna see your banking account starting to grow and maybe put some money away from side and invest and all that stuff. Well. Ditching your commute on the happiness scale is the equivalent of a $40,000 raise. Now, I get to thinking about that for a second. And I'm thinking to myself, how happy would I be if I didn't have to get in my car every morning <laughs> and do the drive? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. I would be pretty doggone happy. I mean, it would be an ongoing, you know, bliss of like happiness that I wouldn't have to get in and fight traffic. Um, think about, the, you know, it's a couple hours you're going to get back each day. Obviously, everyone's staying busy. You know, you're going to your normal job. But, you know, if you can get those couple of hours back, think of all the extra productivity you could do. So I think they're right. Because. I hate commuting. It sucks. And it's expensive. Now, I put gas in my car, $41. I, I just about fell over. I haven't seen $41 gas in a long time. But uh, I'm not looking to get horse in the mouth. I'm cool with it, just like I know the rest of you are as well. But is it worth that much for you guys? Would that be like getting a $40,000 raise? If you, in the, the Kind of the equivalent exuberance if you didn't have to get in a car? I think for me, the answer is yes. All right, let's talk about the president here for a second. Uh, the president has surprised me a little bit in that he's basically now sparring over government broadband networks. Now, in, in kind of in a good way. And, and I think this is a, actually, I don't want to show this picture. It's not that nice. But there's an article over on Ars Technica that basically says that uh, the president has basically continued his push for municipal broadband networks with cable companies. And, of course, Republican members of the FCC claim government-run networks are often taxpayer ripoffs. I think we all can probably disagree with that. I know how these muni uh, uh, cable networks or broadband networks work. So the president spoke at Cedar Falls Utilities in Iowa 
one day after calling for having an end to laws in 19 states that make it difficult for cities and towns to create their own broadband networks. Cedars Falls, which is not in one of those states, offers one gigabit fiber internet service for $135 a month. Comcast's fastest residential service tops out at 505 megs per second and costs $400 a month. The president said, your network is as fast as some of the best networks in the world, uh, that the president told the Cedars Fall crowd. Here's the catch. In too many places across America, some big companies are doing everything they can to keep out competitors. In some states, it's virtually impossible to create networks like the one you have in Cedar Falls. Today, I'm saying enough is enough. You're going to have to change that. Now, I'm, you know, we've talked about this on the show, right? We, we've covered this topic on this show. We've talked about it's, we don't like it. Um, it's anti-competitive. You know, this is a big deal because you know I've had experience with Muni broadband when it when people didn't even know what the word was. Um, the president's definitely fighting the cable industry on multiple fronts here, so it's going to be interesting how this works out. Um, the cable companies are unhappy with the president even before his municipal broadband push because he went to the FCC to reclassify uh, broadband as a utility or common carrier service in order to enforce net neutrality rules. So. We know that um, this is coming up for a um, decision on February 26th. The net neutrality stuff is. We're going to have a decision from the FCC on February 26th. So don't slack off. All right. I'm just telling you right now, it's time to pick up the phone and call your senator or your representative or both and basically remind them that net neutrality is coming up for a, a vote with the commissioners at the FCC and that they need to get behind net neutrality for consumers. Now, I don't, I don't know where you guys fall out on whether or not you believe that uh, internet service providers should be reclassified as common carriers. I'll leave that for you guys to decide. The most important thing here is that we're able to get strong net neutrality rules in place, but I'm afraid what's going to happen with the FCC think they're going to split it down the middle and uh, I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth and and I think we just got to keep the pressure up and with this too with this new initiative by the president this is something I can get behind in a, in a big way we need to tell our senators and representatives that um, we need to vote to preempt the state laws because it just needs to happen. We need to get Congress to say, hey, state. And I, I understand sometimes, and I'm, I'm, I'm a small government type of guy most of the time, but I want the, um, I want the ability of states to be able to put in muni broadband. And I think this is important. I really, really do. I, I think it's good for competition. It's, I'll be honest with you. Since we've put in the second high-speed line here, it's made a world of difference in production of this show, things that we're doing. Uh, I, I'm not uh, hampered by the internet anymore. Uh, I'm paying a lot of money, a lot of money each month for this service. As a matter of fact, it's, it, I'd like to ha have that bill go down a little bit, but I can't. It's just part of the you know, cost of doing business. But at the same time, we've got to have the ability to continue to push everyone up in speeds across the United States uh, in the country and in the city so that we can make sure that we stay competitive as a nation. It's critical. It really, really is. There's even a post over on Reddit today where the um, there's a post basically saying, keep the heat on. You know, you need to pick up the phone. They have a number. All you have to do is enter your phone number or just for today, you can call 858-WHEELER, 858-943-3537. Tell your members of Congress and the FCC how you feel. Um, we need to put the word out and get that going. So that's something over on the Reddit blog. So I'll have that linked up in the show notes for you to check out. At CES, we got to talk to the Sling team. And uh, they've got some exciting stuff going on with Sling. But there's a ongoing... Mm, for better words, debate on what's happening with Dish, specifically Dish's Sling TV, 
is becoming a factor in the pending Comcast Time Warner cable merger. Um, we know that later this month, Dish will finally launch its much-awaited Sling TV streaming services, which will include a Roku channel, not a Roku, a Netflix channel, that gives subscribers live online access to dozens of cable channels. And even though Sling has yet to go live, it's already being factored into the pending mega merger between Comcast and Time Warner. So yesterday, the FCC sent Dish a request for information as part of its deliberations on the Comcast Time Warner cable deal. It seeks from Dish on its programming agreements. Oh, excuse me. It, it seeks info from Dish on its programming agreements and documentation of the negotiations with A&E, CBS, Comcast, ABC, uh, EW, Scripps Company, and, and of course, and Turner as they relate to Sling TV. So they want to find out how this is working. So there's, you know, there's some, um, basically they're saying Sling may be able to compete with cable. That might be an option. We, it's really not because Sling doesn't have that much stuff on it. It's not like it's going to replace uh, your cable subscription if you still have one, for sure. And you, But you'll be able to take it wherever you go, whatever they have, but still not the same. Comcast, of course, is uh, always in the news do, for doing great things. A new class action lawsuit against Comcast accuses the cable giant of performing unauthorized credit checks on new customers. The lawsuit claims a new customer paid Comcast a $50 fee necessary to waive and refuse a credit check, but that the Comcast proceeded per to perform the, the credit check anyway. The Federal Fair Credit Reporting Act prohibits companies from obtaining consumer reports without authorization. So they're going after them with a, uh, a class action lawsuit. Uh, apparently, this is not the first rodeo on them with this, and they've gotten their hand caught and slapped a few times. Reaching for my H2O. The solar industry in Hawaii was pretty much devastated uh, over the last year due to um, the local utility company slowing down the approval permits. You know, my system's on my roof. I don't have my smart meter yet. Uh, the inspectors have been here, but I'm still waiting for HECO to officially turn me on uh, to net metering. Um, they slow rolling it, and, and who knows how long it's going to take. But solar industry jobs across the United States are growing at 20 times the national rate. Solar power industry created 31,000 new jobs last year, a growth rate that was 20 times the national average, according to the fifth installment of the solar job census that was released today. Since the first solar job census in 2010, the solar industry employment has grown by 86%. Uh, apparently now, solar now supports more than 173,000 jobs across the United States, accounting for some additional jobs in the component and material supply chain as well. We've got a few fans of the show that actually work at Enphase. Um, they're one of the companies that provide the converters that basically is even on my house. So uh, anyway, it's nice to see that the solar market's growing. I know some of you live in areas that don't make a lot of sense to put solar on, but even if it's just one, two, three or four panels at a time, you ought to really consider it. Right, Marriott has backed off its uh, idea of blocking Wi-Fi hotspots but leaves its FCC petition open. Now, of course, facing a backlash from customers and a $600,000 government fine, Marriott says it will no longer block Wi-Fi hotspots at the hotel chain's convention centers. This is interesting. Marriott International listens to its customers. This is what Marriott International is saying. They say they listen to its customers and will not block guests from using their personal Wi-Fi devices at any of our managed hotels the company sent a statement to RE Code. Marriott remains committed to protecting the security of Wi-Fi access in meetings and conference areas at our hotels. Now, apparently the FCC was uh, did slap the hotel chain with a $600,000 fine. Hotel Imagine had been preventing hotspots use at the Gaylord Opry Hotel and Convention Center in Nashville, Tennessee, while charging guest exhibitors between $250 and $1,000 to, yes, to use uh, hotels own Wi-Fi network. I will say this, the Cox business team at the Las Vegas Convention Center, I paid $1,200 for my internet connection. We were getting 100 megs up. We're getting our regular stuff down, but it's you guys think, wow, that's a lot of money for four or five days. It was, but it was critical for us to pull that 
show off. They have that kind of bandwidth. So I'm not complaining about paying for it because we couldn't have done it on the mobile device. We could not have done it with this. So we had to have the wired connection. But at some point in the future, that too will change, Grasshopper. Okay. Um, news, some space news here. Astronauts are close to moving into space station for a year. An American astronaut and a Russian cosmonaut are just two months shy of launching to the International Space Station for an entire year. Already, though, scientists are clamoring for additional long-term subjects. Two people are not enough from a scientific perspective. NASA Space Station Program scientist Julie Robinson said Thursday the space station wants to start collecting data from Scott Kelly and Mikkel Cornical before making any firm decisions on further one-year missions, she said. NASA and its partners, Russia, Europe, Japan, and Canada, are considering as many as 12 one-year test subjects at the space station. All but Russia are new to such long orbital hauls. So uh, both these guys are in the 50s. And uh, they're going to be working out every day to keep that that uh, body mass up. So we'll see how this goes. The Russians have done some one-year stays already, but uh, I don't think the Americans have uh, done very many tests like that. All right, NASA's New Horizons space probe is uh, basically powered by the same chip that's in a PlayStation. Today is a milestone for the New Horizons probe, the spacecraft which launched nearly nine years ago has begun its official six-month countdown from this point toward Ford. NASA will guide the probe based on the position of Pluto. Rather than using strict radio tracking, it's the first Earth probe to visit the most distant planet known in the solar system, our solar system. The closest analog to its mission would be the Voyager mission in the late 1980s, which visited both Uranus and Neptune. So this is going to be great. We're going to have some exciting stuff to talk about. Some images are going to start. You know, there is really only kind of like blurry blob images so far. Um, but this uh, probe has a MIPS R3000, 32-bit workstation, uh, basically, and it's hardened. It, uh, it, it doesn't have a, an L1 cache at all. Um, but what's interesting is, is the, the PS1 clocked in at 33 megahertz, the new, the new Horizon probe runs at just 12 megs. And of course, it is definitely much, uh, uh, much more, I guess for a better word, uh, um, hardened. Uh, it's not like it's running a PlayStation box. It's just the chipset, right? So, uh, but, uh, 10 year old technology and probably they were planted five years before that. So pretty cool stuff. But uh, Pluto is on the horizon, my friends. We're going to get to see. I hope everything works out. We get a close-up look of what that uh, of that that body, planet body looks like. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Apple Pay patent hints at fingerprint-enabled terminals. This is kind of interesting. So you're going to touch your phone to enroll a fingerprint. Then enrolled biometric fingerprint data um, for up to five fingers will be downloaded from device one to another device. Basically, you can share it across a couple of your devices, your iPad and your um, and uh, your iPhone. And basically, they're going to use some of this for uh, Apple Pay. So kind of an interesting move here. We'll see where this leads in the future, but it's a patent that Apple just got today. Uh, Richard Branson. Over, uh, boy, oh boy, the Virgin, the this, the Virgin American folks, or Virgin Galactic, excuse me. Uh, Richard Branson wants to send thousands of internet satellites into space after reaffirming his commitment to space tourism following Virgin Galactic's deadly crash in October. Slightly absurd rocket enthusiast Richard Branson is tossing a chunk of his billions at a new project. Former Google satellite executive Greg Weiler's satellite internet company OneWeb. So uh, OneWeb, previously called Worldview, aims to bring internet access to those without it, including third world countries, rural areas in developed countries like the United States, in um, underdeveloped areas in the United States, and, and of course on airlines as well. OneWeb will launch 250-pound satellites with the help of Virgin Galactic's Launcher 1, a rocket created to launch cargo into orbit. They feel they can put up a satellite every three to four hours. So that's kind of an interesting move. This is a, a multi-billion dollar effort 
to put up 2,400 satellites, obviously, but they can say that once they are up, they'll be able to write internet access at 50 megs per second, um, which if you don't have internet, uh, that's pretty doggone good. I found a, um, as I was getting ready for the show tonight, I had, I get embargoed content all the time. Uh, you know, Samsung sends me links to stuff. They say, you can't talk about it until this date and this time. And I was a little bit perturbed when I saw an article on computer world that talked about a Samsung external SSD. (laughs) And I thought that's not supposed to be online. Well, uh, lo and behold, as the page refresh, editor's note was added to it that said, this review has been removed from Computer World because it public, its publication violated an embargo from Samsung. <laughs> they screwed up on that one. They're going to end up on the bad boy list for a while. Uh, you do not do that. Uh, you get in trouble with these companies. All right, Amazon is debuting 13 new TV show pilots that you can watch right now. Running off some huge news, it's golden, its first Golden Globes win and a major commitment from Woody Allen. Amazon is debuting its next set of TV pilots for viewers to watch and vote on. As usual, there are a lot of options here and a lot of big names. So uh, uh, I haven't checked out these listings, but uh, be to let you know, they are available. 13 new TV show pilots. I had a pilot that I love, and then guess what? It never comes to fruition. Doesn't that suck? They do a pilot, then there's no series. It just drives me absolutely ape crazy. It really, really does. All right, uh, Silk Road trial is going on right now. And, of course, this kicked off uh, earlier in the week. We didn't talk about it on the last show. I kind of missed the news on it. But uh, the big bombshell today in the Silk Road trial was basically the uh, defense said that the Mount Gox owner was the one that set up Silk Road. And uh, the individual that is basically in trial was set up by the uh, Mount Gox owner. And uh, that's thrown the uh, trial and the lawyers into an objection frenzy. Uh, Jury was removed a couple of times because it got a little bit heated. But uh, anyway, uh, Yulbrich, 30, who's the one that's basically on trial right now, has pleaded not guilty of charges of drug traffic and money laundering. Uh, the government says he's the one who ran Silk Road Marketplace on the Hidden Tour Network. Now, um, the evidence so far is pretty bad. He's probably going to jail for a while um, if this uh, ploy by his defense attorney uh, doesn't work out so well. Uh, just uh, based on the evidence I'm reading, I'm like, oh, that uh, that could be uh, a bad thing. All right, over in king5.com, this is an article that was uh, put up uh, online, uh, Western Washington uh, news source. SpaceX founder Elon Musk is expected to host a reception for Washington's aerospace elite on Friday. began tapping into the brain trust of engineers, academics, and political players as it prepares to op- open an office in Redmond. Washington's position as a world center of airline and production needs no explanation. And while the region isn't new to space, the addition of SpaceX is considered a major coup. So uh, this is big. So SpaceX founder Elon Musk told Bloomberg News in a story this week that the office could expand to as many as 1,000 from a start of around 60. So if you work at Boeing (laughs) uh, and you want a job and you're an engineer, um, it might be uh, worth dropping your resume over there to them. Uh, Rob, uh, you looking for a social media job? Uh, And by the way, those of you that don't know, uh, and I, and I, and I, Rob's given me permission to say this. Rob uh, Greenlee, my host on the new media show, which I'll have every have on every Saturday, is no longer a uh, an employee of Podcast One. Uh, Rob's, I think, in a contractor status now, but uh, he left his position as CTO um, just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I think job uh, Rob's on the job hunt. So. Um, uh, it's an interesting move for, for Rob. We'll talk about it on the New Media Expo, uh, New Media Show on Saturday. We're also going to talk about the New Media Expo as well. Some big, big announcements by New Media Expo. On, uh, we'll share about that on the, on the podcast on Saturday, uh, talking about who's going to be hosting the podcast awards. If you're a podcaster, nominations open on January 19th. I'm not involved. I am strictly a uh, consultant on this year's podcast awards. 
And uh, so definitely, uh, if you're a podcaster, you want to get your audiences prepped to do the one-time nomination during the two weeks that nominations are open. Over in CNET, the ultimate iPhone 6 drop from space. Uh, they took a uh, iPhone 6 in a case to uh, 20, 222. What was it? Let me look here. How high did they go? Oh, they went to 100,000 feet before the balloon ruptured and the device began to fall. Um, so they d it's pretty interesting here. They took it all the way up. It, it uh, was in a, basically a case. They were, they were showing that the iPhone 6 would survive the fall. And uh, essentially what it, uh, happened was the case and phone survived, although the phone uh, looked like it was pretty froze over at minus 79 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, that killed the charge in its battery. So uh, uh, the landing was a bit rough as well and broke up the flight rig, even with the parachute that kind of slowed it down. I, I think they should have augured it in and see how, how it went. But uh, um, anyway, kind of a cool little video. I'll have the link up in the show notes for you to, uh, to check out. Nice little publicity stump. Well, there's an article in Popular Science. It basically says an opening letter to everyone tricked into fearing artificial intelligence. He says, don't believe the hype about artificial intelligence or the horror. This gentleman writes, earlier this week, an organization called the Future of Life Institutes issued an open letter on the subject of building safety measures into AI. The letter in the research document that accompanies it presents a remarkably even-handed look at how AI researchers can maximize the potential of this technology. Here's the letter. It's most ominous, which is, say, not ominous at all uh, because of the great benefits of AI. AI, it's important to research how to reap its benefits while avoiding potential pitfalls. And uh, anyway, long story short here, they think we all got it wrong. But I think that uh, we all have watched Terminator. I think we all know where AI could, could potentially go in the future. It may not be right today, 20, 30, 40 years from now. But I do think it's something that we have to be cognizant of, no matter what this author thinks, that it's a bunch of hype. Um, I think that we have to really think about it early on, and I, I, irregardless of what this writer has said. We, of course, at uh, the Tech Podcast Network did our TPN picks, our top 10 uh, gadgets that we were excited about at uh, CES. The folks at Engadget picked one that I really liked as well. It's called the... Uh, the air dog. And, uh, I want you guys to see this video. It's pretty cool. This is, a uh, for those of you that are, uh, that uh, like to bike, um, that, uh, you go out on, uh, 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 boy, what am I trying to think here? A board with wheels, skateboard. <laughs> Duh. Um, if you like to basically do tricks and be filmed, uh, the air dog is something you want to look at. An air dog will basically, um, fold up, fit in your backpack, and basically fly and take pictures of you doing cool stuff. So uh, you watch. This can be a very, very popular device. Also, I, you know, watching crowdfunding stuff, I, I, I participated in crowdfunding during an interview at CES. A guy told me what he had, and I went right on, and, and it, it was basically a, a little t um, tab that you wear in your clothes, and you can hold your phone up and click it once, and it, it opens up the camera. Click it twice, takes a picture, Instead of fumbling around trying to get the camera open to take a picture, or you can do it, have it do a bunch of different types of cool things. So I wanted to make sure that uh, you guys got uh, some links to some uh, Kickstarter campaigns I think are worth supporting, Indiegogo and so forth. And I'll have those in the show notes tonight for you to check out as well. But uh, there's a bunch right now in, in the pipeline. And, uh, and Huffington Post has some as well, so I'll put their links um, in the article tonight as well. Verizon is crying. They're saying that critics should stop calling them a monopoly. <laughs> I think they're a monopoly. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. I think you could probably qualify all three of those as monopolies, even though we, of course, we, I guess you can't because we, we have a choice. But when you have three monopolies, they're still a monopoly. But... Uh, talk about Fios and some other stuff. So a good article on Ars Tech. I'll have that up for you to check out. All right, Elon Musk plans to build a Hyperloop test track. The CEO of SpaceX and Tesla wants to speed up the development of an 800-mile-per-hour tube transport. 
He's willing to pay for testing, most likely in Texas, to make it happen. This would be a five-mile track. Uh, how much is it going to cost? About, uh, doesn't say. But he wants to be able to do a test to prove that uh, systems could run speeds up to 800 miles per hour within the actual tube itself, the Hyperloop. So I'll have a link up in the show notes on that. He's serious about getting this thing moving, isn't he? You know, I've been to a lot of weird places across the planet. I've uh, basically, uh, the Navy took me everywhere into absolute armpits of places to actually really beautiful places. Um, I've never been to a small town in Alaska living under one roof. This is a fascinating story. And it's one of those things where I'm going to put it on my bucket list. I want to go visit this place. It just seems very, very cool. Um, old military base and abandoned um, in the 60s. And basically people started moving in. And it's it's pretty incredible. Um, let's see if I can. The name of the town is Witter. W-H-I-T-T-I-E-R. Whittier. And... Uh, you get to it by going through a 16-foot wide tunnel. Uh, it's like two miles long. Uh, but again, this is all built in World War II, then given up, and basically people moved in in the 60s. And still, the tunnel that uh, they built is one of the longest tunnels um, ever designed in the United States. You guys see this. It's really it's really pretty awesome. So I'll have the link up in the show notes for that. Definitely going to add to my bucket list of places I want to go to. All right, the big picture. NASA has put together, and let me bring this up on the screen for those of you that are watching. NASA's first high-res picture of the 48 states. And this is from a new, and basically this is a U.S. selfie here. Uh, but the composite image from 1974 was first complete shots of the 48 states. It was stitched together from a snap taken by NASA's Earth Resource Technology Satellite with each picture taken at the same altitude, 560 miles, using only the red portion of the spectrum. In the real world, the shot measures 16 by 10 feet and was originally used by mapmakers, geologists, and environmental researchers to better know the United States homeland. So if you ever hassle about your incessant selfie-taking, just point out that NASA was doing it well before anyone else and with public money, too. So a picture from 1974. Of course, what we see, uh, what Google provides for us today <laughs> and uh, is, is better than this, but uh, that was a, a pretty cool image from the 70s. Use Bank of America? Well, 1.1 million of you activated on Apple Pay, which is a pretty big deal. So 1.1 million people activated their Bank of America Visa card on Apple Pay. Google Glass is dead. Google Glass sales halted, but firms says Kit is not dead. Google insists it's still committed to launching the smart glasses as a consumer product, but will stop producing glass in its present form. Instead, it will focus on a future version of glass, which work with work carried out by a different division than before. The Explore program, which gave software developers a chance to buy glass for $1,500, will close. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell, I think I'm going to sell my glass. It hasn't been used a lot. I've got the ability to add an extra. I've got the actual frame to be able to put, uh, you know, basically prescription glasses in. If you'd like a shot at buying my Google Glass, let me know. I'm definitely thinking about selling it if you want to get your hands on it. Again, barely used. Uh, and here's the reason why I just never got the prescription glasses for it. Um, it's still an awesome device to have. Uh, but uh, if any of you want a, a set of Google Glass, definitely send me an email because I'm considering something. Make me an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> you know, this uh, key sweeping software that basically can get into your software, get into your computer via a USB uh, connection is is still continues to be pretty scary, but there's a new one out called Key Sweeper. It's a ten dollar USB charger that steals keyboard strokes. Uh, specific, I think it's t uh, only for specific uh, keyboards. But this is just an example of some of the things that can be done. 
uh, via basically a plugged in device uh, that's basically, you know, hooked to your computer uh, via USB port. It's uh, pretty scary stuff there, folks. The Xbox One price has dropped to $349 again. So leading up to the holidays, Microsoft decided to be gracious and discount the Xbox, Xbox One by 50 bucks. And uh, they've done it again today. So uh, I don't know how long this is going to last. Maybe this is a permanent price reduction. Uh, let's see. How long is it going to last? Uh, January 16th from the preferred retailer. They didn't state how long. So $50 off, folks. Um, the folks at the International Space Station may have to slow down their food intake. A cargo a cargo of American food supplies for the International Space Station has been stalled at Russian Customs, but officials say the delay is not critical and the problem will be resolved soon while there are food reserves aboard the ISS. Uh, I guess there's some sort of strikes going on in Russia. Also, Elon Musk has donated $10 million to keep artificial intelligence from going full Skynet. Uh, kind of an interesting donation. The donation will make a major impact um, with heavy industry and government industries finally basically bringing AI out of the niche academic research to early forms of potentially world-transferring technology. It is time. So $10 million to keep AI from going Skynet. And finally today, there's a new CISPA bill. It's literally exactly the same as the last one. The definition of insanity it's trying the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's a cliche we know, but politicians often follow the horriest routes to power and attempt to enact changes by doing the same thing again and again and again. Uh, we still need to just replace all congressional and, and congressmen reps. Let's change them all out. But anyway, uh, it's been revived by Representative Dutch Rupsberger of Democrat of Maryland. It w wasn't clear if the zombie re legislation would be updated to address the myriad concerns with previous versions. We've combed through, basically, Gizmodo's combed through the full text of the bill, and it's exactly the same thing. All right, folks, that's going to wrap me up for content tonight. Uh, kind of a short news day, uh, wise. I know that uh, we're we're doing great on time here. So they give me a, just a few minutes to kind of catch up on email and to also thank all of our uh, all of our insiders. All right, so let's load it here and let me go. I've probably got a ton to go through. And I'm just waiting for it all to load. Come on now. Drop it in there. It's trying to... I should have opened email earlier and, and had it synced, but, uh, oh, come on. Am I going to have to go to the web? Well, let me go down here. Give me the stupid messages, Thunderbird. I'm looking for a replacement for Thunderbird, and I don't want Outlook. Anyone got any suggestions? Okay, finally loaded it. Okay, so, uh, I got an email from Christopher. Hey, Christopher, thank you for the uh, a well wish on the 1,000th episode. I appreciate that very much. Um, and uh, I don't want to go in too much. Well, I guess I can go into the email. I don't think it's too bad. He said, hey, Todd, first off, congratulations, 10-year anniversary of the 1,000th episode. Your mission about podcasting being a lucrative way to stay, sustain a family, I thought it was inspiring and really made me wish I could think of a great idea that allowed me to sustain my own family by podcasting as well. Anyway, it's been over a year since I last wrote in, in about having to step back as an insider due to the government furlough that, elect, that affected my family last year. Yeah, it affected a lot of people here in Hawaii too. I wish I could tell you that things got better, but it proved to be the beginning of one of the most challenging years we face as a family due to the furlough, followed by multiple illnesses and our house flooding. Oh, causing us to be displaced for several months. Long story short, my wife eventually had to take a job in Hawaii in order to help her situation. Current, oh, she's here. Uh, currently, I'm still working as an Army civilian in California because I'm finding, uh, finding, finding quite difficult to find work in Hawaii. So I've been separated from my wife and two babies since October, although I did visit for Thanksgiving. And I'm actually here on the islands for Christmas and New Year's, but I digress. So my wife uh, had an idea that I start a new hobby with the possibility of becoming a small business again. Uh, I can't find work here on the islands. Basically, she wants me to play around with a photo booth. 
Personally, I'm not too thrilled with the idea because it seems like the market is saturated, especially here. But to keep the missus happy, I obliged, but I'm looking for a more frugal solution. I actually have a lot of equipment to various setup options, but found that using my Android tablet would be the most fiscally sound way of trying this out. The problem is that the software is very expensive for what we're looking for, and we can't find anything for Android. There are solutions for iPad, Mac, and PC, but not Android. Anyway, to cut to the chase, I'm considering looking for an Android developer to whip up an app that would fit my needs. I honestly don't know how much it would cost, perhaps more than I'm anticipating, but I wanted to see if you know anyone personally that is skilled enough to develop an an app relatively quickly and for a fair but decent price. I just want to weigh my options to see if this is the best route to take. Let me know if you have any suggestions. Thanks, Todd. Uh, Happy New Year to you and immediate Ohana. Chris. So, Chris, we'll put the word is out. If you're an Android developer, you're listening to this show, I got a job for you. You can help a fellow Ohana member out here. You can help Chris out and develop his app for his photo booth. So definitely drop me an email. I'll put you together with Chris, and uh, please do that, all right? Uh, and right away. Um, this is kind of old, uh, but uh, Jack sent this over. He said, hey, Todd, thanks for the Airbus video. That is the kind of flying I enjoy the most. Back in 2007, I almost got to do the same thing, but my boss took the honors. American did a fly, did a formation flying photo shoot, but sadly, no video was ever released. They kept it in the house and sold it to employees, framed at cost. I bought two. I've attached a picture to show you what they look like. The aircraft from the bottom up is a 737, 757, and 747. So let me see if I can bring this. I should have got this loaded. All right, let me let, let me do this so you guys can see it here. And yes, open it with that program. And let's see if I can drag this over here. Uh, that's not sized right, but we'll get it sized right. So here's Jack's submission. Here's the American picture, which is a pretty cool picture. Did they Photoshop that at all, Jack? They look kind of close. Of course, you know, it's one of those deals where you uh, you can't tell exactly uh, the positioning because of the, the framing. But thanks for sending that over. Uh, let's see here. What else? Jeff sent me an email. It's about the boss phone specs feature and price. Let's see here. What is this? Uh, this is a little older article, uh, just a few days old. And, uh, oh, this is the Meet the Boss, the world's first Tor certified Android phone. Uh, that's pretty cool. So what's the price on this bad boy? Uh, oh, it's doing, they're doing a Indiegogo, trying to reach $150,000. I think I saw this, but they were so slammed around the booth, I didn't get a chance to dig in deep. But Jeff, thanks for sending that over. Uh, Bree sent me a link on an anti-establishment friend sent her a link to a uh, um, about how the Sony hack was fraud. So she's got an article here that I'll, I'll put up in the show notes tonight. Uh, Jeff sent me another email on a round face Samsung watch. And uh, let me see here. This is what that looked like. So thanks for that, uh, Jeff. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, Bree sent me another. Bree and Jeff, man, the winners when it comes to uh, sending uh, articles in for me to review. Uh, Bree sent this one. It's scientists build a supercomputer from PlayStation 3 consoles. Uh, this is pretty cool. So, uh, okay, they're going to give me an ad here. Research funding is running out. Yes, you heard it. The government and Government aid is becoming increasingly hard to come by due to economic instability. So they basically um, built this big uh, computing center out of uh, PlayStation 3 computers. So pretty, pretty cool stuff here. Uh, last one and this is another article from, uh, from Jeff. And uh, this is a retro futuristic iMac concept, concept that looks like an early... Apple on a diet. So this is a, a concept of a, you know, of a new iMac. Um, I don't know about that. It, uh, I think I, they should stick to the other, uh, other design. And for those of you that are listening, it's kind of like a, well, it, it, it it's not what I would want on my desk for sure. <laughs> it's like a bunch of bent metal with a screen in the middle. But anyway, that is, um, it for email. 
And I do want to thank all the insiders today. So let's see if we can open that up here. Let me scroll down. And uh, if, let me uh, bring this down a little bit. Okay, I want to thank uh, Kirk. And uh, I think he's a brand new insider. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, Denise, uh, Larry, Bo. I'm going back here. Nigel. Dale. Andrew. Michael. Ryan. Roger. Look at the date here. Luke. Mika. All for being insiders. And thank you so much for your contributions to the show. It is greatly appreciated. Hey, if you got something out of the show today that was added value for you, and I know that I always deliver you something added value, I definitely want you to consider going, coming over to geeknesscentral.com and clicking on the insider link on the right-hand column of the website. That's going to get you in there to uh, think about a two, five, 10, 15, 25, or $50 a month contribution. You can start out at 6.7 cents a day or if you look at that from a week standpoint, um, that's like 42, 45 cents a week or about 20 cents a show. Uh, if I'm not worth two dimes, <laughs> I think the human body's what biologically worth about a buck. Um, think about becoming an insider. We definitely appreciate your two, five, 10, 15, or $25 contribution at geekincentral.com forward slash insider. Well, we're going to wrap the show up here. And uh, it's late because I started late. So that means I've got editing to do, and it means I'm going to get to bed a half hour later. But that was my fault. Uh, I do appreciate you all being here for the show this evening. And we'll be back with you on Saturday with a guest for the new media show. Rob's got a guest lined up. I didn't even look at who he's got booked, but I'm sure it's going to be exciting. We're going to be talking about the new media expo. We're going to be talking about the podcast awards. We're going to be talking about podcasting in the new media space as a whole. And we're going to quiz Rob down a little bit about his departure as a, uh, as a CTO of podcast one. All right, folks. Um, we'll see you back here on Monday. If you don't come hang out with me on Saturday, I definitely appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next time. Aloha.